Hello, everyone, and welcome back into the Sports Plus Podcast. I'm Corey Miller, here with Frank Cusimano, Ahmad Hicks, and Andy Moeller. we got a struggling baseball team, a new Hall of Famer, and some local gold medalists to shout out this week. Let's get right into it. Mike Shannon really said it best on the radio this weekend. This Cardinals team is just not very good, and he was pretty blunt about it, and that's about all you can say. The Cardinals keep just hanging above or below. Oh, 500. That's just not good enough. Frank, what reason is there, if any, uh, to think they could show any signs of life in these last two months? Or are we all just showing up every night to watch this already uh, knowing what's going to happen? Yeah, I would bet against anything great happening. The fact that you do have the Pirates and Royals here for six straight. Maybe if you won six in a row, Flaherty got his mojo. And, you know, Lester had some good moments yesterday, but there's really not many scenarios where you are going to There's no scenario where you're catching the Brewers and the Reds are so much better and the Padres are so much better. I I don't see it happening. Situation is getting more and more dire by the day, but we haven't had an episode since the Cards got their big reinforcements. Jay Happ and John Lester at the deadline. (laughs) There you go. That's a good reaction of mine. Uh, So now we got some time to look at it. They added a couple starts. Andy, does it make any more sense now than it did when they got him, especially the Happ deal? Uh, no, in a word. Um, I think all the, the uh, Cardinals got was um, a couple more names to, you know, to add to contribute to uh, the future Social Security uh, payments. Um, you know, it was uh, it, it was uh, it was like the the longest of long shots that that Lester was going to be able to turn things around, and you know, the stated purpose was to. Uh, you know, to try to extend, uh, you know, arms out and save the bullpen. But if your starter is giving up six runs in the first four innings, there's really no need to keep him in the game to save the bullpen. That's a good point. Uh, Ahmad, if the struggles continue, the Cardinals don't even come close to making the playoffs, just barely around that 500 mark. Is it too early right now to look at who we might start to place the blame on, or is that a fair thing to already begin doing? I think fans have already been doing that. If you check social media, they're all calling for Mosaic to make a change or for the Cardinals to make a change, which I mean, can, you know, you look at it like he has done some really good things in St. Louis. I'm not advocating for him to get fired, but this team can't continue to be cheap each and every year and bank on, you know, people that they have, like he's already hinted next year that they're looking at Jordan Hicks and, you know, like Jack Flaherty and all those guys coming back and, you know, potentially being in the lineup, but it's like, all right, well, we kind of need a little bit more than that. Like, you know, Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado. Yeah, those are two big acquisitions that they made the past two years, but those guys aren't getting any younger, you know? So we're, we're getting players, I wouldn't say past their prime, but towards the end of their prime. Uh, so if we're waiting on Nolan Gorman and Jordan Walker and all those guys to come up, you kind of need somebody to fill the void now. Uh, so I think Mosaic needs to make a move or people will be on his case a lot more. See how much money they uh, allot him to make said moves. Cause I think that might be something playing into all this, but yeah, you're right. This team as it's constructed, not going to, well, <clears throat> excuse me, not going to win anything. And that's a shame after uh, everybody was fired up with the Nolan Arenado move and that was it. And this is uh, a worse team than we even saw last year. So we'll see how it pans out, but not looking like we're going to see October baseball in St. Louis as it stands right now. We did get a good moment this weekend, though, but it wasn't in St. Louis. It was in Canton, Ohio, for Isaac Bruce, who finally got his long-awaited spot in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Frank, you were up there in person 
just what were some of the moments that stuck out to you? I know you were having a great time tweeting about some really cool things that you saw. Well, I think, you know, his speech where, how do you like me now, gave you a little bit more insight into the man that many people didn't know about, that he has this Michael Jordan ultra competitiveness, live for the snub and then stick it in people's faces, even though he's a sweet guy who talked about Jesus throughout his speech. So I love that fact. My takeaway from the weekend, though, is just seeing these ex-guys, who I, these ex-players who I used to cover so much, the Tioka Jacksons, the Toby Wrights, the DeMarco Fars, the Ricky Proles. And it made me think again that not only did we have that special moment in time, but we also had great people. We had great characters. I don't know if I've ever covered a team that had more just quality human beings than the, than the Rams at that time period. I mean, every one of them was just, was just out of sight. And it was just an honor and a privilege to cover them and then to be with them this weekend. Andy, that's now a whole handful of guys on that offense in the Hall of Fame with Torrey Holt, hopefully not too far behind. How representative, as our, uh, our in-station NFL historian, how representative is that of the greatest show on turf really being the greatest offense of all time? Um, I think um, you know, I, I think they've got to certainly be in the conversation as far as representative of the Hall of Fame. Uh, I'd like to see Tory Holt get in there. I'm not sure if it's going to happen because um, you know, now you know the we're getting into the phase where you know it was become a wide receiver uh, populated uh, you know level of greatness, and so you know he's going to kind of get lost in the crowd. Um, so if the, you know if he's going to get in, better you know better be soon. Um, you know I I I just think that that Rams offense was was electric and it really kind of tilted the field uh towards the way they put play football now where the pass sets up the run and just you know they they are a a mile uh, a signpost or whatever on the highway of progression that uh you know the way the way the nfl is played now kind of starts with the uh you know with the greatest show on turf and i will say to frank's point it was a great team and in, as far as in the locker room, and it's a great illustration of as much as talent can, uh, you know, can create a, a great team and a series of great seasons, but it's the culture that develops. And as uh, I think Bill Walsh said, he said, culture eats talent for breakfast. And in terms of history, uh, the Steelers who won four on offense had Mike Webster, Swan, Stallworth, Franco, and Bradshaw. So that would be five to the Rams, four. But then if you go back to the Packers, where you had uh, Starr, Taylor, Horning, and at least uh, Jerry Kramer, and maybe two more in that offensive line, I think that Packer team may have the most Hall of, most Hall of Famers on one side of the ball, offensively. Yeah. Yeah, there was no question. They, they were the team of the 60s. I know if you asked, Frank, you have asked Isaac and Tori when they were on if this is the greatest offense. And, and they certainly think that. And uh, I, I tend to agree with them. So let's look back a little bit more as well on this weekend in the last couple of weeks. The Olympics have wrapped up in Tokyo. Our local folks finished strong. You saw a lot of it here on Five on Your Side. The team sports, men's and women's basketball, 
as well as women's volleyball took home gold medals. We have local folks on all those teams. First, let's talk some basketball. Jason Tatum and Afisa Collier are gold medalists. Jason was a huge part of that men's team. You could argue maybe the second best player of the tournament after Kevin Durant. This good. He's this good. He's this young. Ahmad Tatum could be winning a lot of gold medals in the future. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw something the other day. Uh, I have to go find it. But basically, he's been winning gold medals with Team USA since he was a young pup. Uh, he won the FIBA Americas U16 Championship, the FIBA U17 World Championship, and the U19. So I think he's just getting started on what he can accomplish. And I think he will be the face of USA basketball for years to come. Kevin Durant's time is almost coming to an end. You know, he has three gold medals. So I think Tatum will be the next, uh, you know, great NBA player to secure three gold medals. And Nafisa Collier, she didn't get a lot of time in these Olympics, but she's so young. So I think her future's bright. I mean, you have Diana Tarazi's, the Sue Birds. You know, they may not be around forever. Uh, so I think it's just the beginning for both of them and just really for St. Louis in general because we have so many players that are going on to the next level. So I wouldn't be surprised if you see, you know, way more St. Louis athletes bringing home gold medals in the future. Great for Nafisa to get that experience for sure, even though she didn't play all that much, but they thought she was the youngest player on the team. So you know how highly they think of her to, to want to get her on this year, and she's probably going to be leading that team in a few years. And we also hope Brad Beal can get on the next team in Paris uh, to get himself a gold medal, too, since it was supposed to happen this past this past year. Uh, late Saturday night, Collinsville's Michelle Barch-Hackley helped the U.S. women get their first ever gold medal in indoor volleyball. Dominating performance over Brazil. She was one of the best players in the entire tournament for the U.S. team. Andy, I had a great time watching volleyball uh, this Olympics, and it was just an added bonus that uh, we had a local – local product on there as well yeah not only a local product but i mean a major contributor to that to that team it's it's interesting that the head coach is karch karai who was a uh who may be the greatest male volleyball player the u.s has ever produced uh so you know it's it's kind of fitting that that he turns around becomes the coach and leads him to the you know to the gold medal Frank, put uh, put Jason and Nafisa's maybe gold medals in perspective here. This Jason's the first guy since JoJo White, and Nafisa's the first woman ever from our town to win a gold medal in basketball. Yeah, I, look, you, it's interesting you you put those two together because I, I've said for a couple of years now that she's the greatest female basketball player we've ever had in our area, and there's really not a debate. And you know, a, a few more years of greatness. I think Tatum will stay ahead of Beal. And we'll, uh, 10 years from now, we're going to be saying Jason Tatum and Nafisa Collier are the greatest basketball players, male and female, to ever come from this area. I mean, 23 with already a goal. And I'm telling you, in that game against France in the first half, he, he was the best player on the floor, not named Kevin Durant. He was absolutely insane. Um, and I thought one of the cool things about that, that team, and everybody second-guessed, oh, they're not going to win, they're not going to win. No, I knew they were going to win. But the fact that Coach... Popovich didn't have to play, you know, two guys at all. Um, his own player from San Antonio, Johnson and McGee, he hadn't no, had to play them at all. So he only had to play 10 and sometimes less is more. If you got like 12 huge egos, all-stars, it's tough on a coach. He had the advantage of only having to please 10 egos. And they all knew in the end, we want to win, give the ball to Kevin Durant. That will do it for this episode of the Sports Plus Podcast. Be sure and download and subscribe, as well as rate and review wherever you get your podcasts. Have a great week, everybody.